The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And that little girl at the end always gets me because she reminds me of my youngest daughter. (laughs) With that said, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers in the house, uh, one troublemaker. <laughs> Good to have you <laughs> there in the uh, in the chat room. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonslibertymedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sonsoflibertyradio.com. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over there right now, excuse me, to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see where we're going live. You can enlarge that. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio right there. And you can also join in the chat. Lots of friends there. And hope to be new friends. 
we hope. There's some that are, that are there that are new, and we appreciate you guys joining us. But you can jump in there and make new friends across the country, hopefully some in your area. You can team up to make talk radio do radio. That's what we talk about here, and uh, that's why we're giving you the information we're giving you, especially for today. So if you want to do that, jump over on sonslibertymedia.com. On the right side of the page, second video down, it's going live. Right above that's Bradley's show from yesterday. <clears throat> I'm going to borrow <laughs> from Bradley. He found a real gem, and I wanted to share that with the radio audience this morning as well, uh, as well as some other information that we need to go back over just to remind people or to awaken people who've never seen it before them saying it with their own mouths, okay? As to what's going on now, they've been doing it for four decades, or more than four decades. Anyway, you can catch Bradley's show there. It'll be live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Right above those videos is a place where you can sign up for a newsletter. We don't spam your email. We don't rent it out. We don't sell your email to other companies or anything like that. You get one email from us a day, including the morning archive I put together with the video portion and the podcast, as well as all the links for the videos and the documents I'm going to show you today, okay? All of this uh, will be on sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you get it in the email in the evening to you. Last thing, if you agree with the Sons of Liberty's message of the Bible and the Constitution, or, or if, if you can even agree that the Bible is the foundation, if you can do that, we can be friends, right? If you agree with that message, that that designs who's on the straight and narrow and not on the right and left, well, it will show you who's on the right and left, too. It exposes them for who they are, Ephesians 5.11. But the issue is, is you can help support us in that. We have needs. We let you know that we have needs. We don't, ha- we don't ask you for money, but we do ask you, if you're able to and you want to, to support us. In that, there's a donate button there. There's also a way you can partner with us monthly by becoming a son or daughter of liberty. That's also at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then we have a store where you can purchase some uh, products that are good conversation starters and also help equip you in the work that you, the work of ministry that you have to do, Ephesians 4. You know, <clears throat> it's interesting how even down south, people refer to the elders in the church or the pastor in the church, whatever the case may be. Uh, they refer to him as the minister. No, you and I are the ministers. Um, when you read Ephesians 4, God's gifted certain people with gifts for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. And so you have a ministry wherever you are at, if you're listening to me. You have a ministry in your sphere of influence that I don't have. And then I have one in an area that you don't have, and somebody else has it in theirs, and we're to be faithful in those ministries. And so that's what we're about, is pushing that out in this fashion. Now, let me, let me just say something, because I was reading, um, <laughs> and, and Brian kind of beat me to it. I was reading something in the chat that you know, it talks about, well, we, na- we, cl- we claim to be Christian, and yet sometimes we use words to describe people, names, whatever. One of my favorites is knuckleheads. You ever heard of hardhead? It's the same kind of thing. Don't be a knucklehead. Don't be a hardhead. Listen to the wisdom that's given to you. Okay, that's one. Um, you know, I could go through Scripture, and, and Brian kind of stole my thunder there from one of the things. Jesus calling the Pharisees hypocrites, calling them brood of vipers. That's not such a nice thing. That's not very Christ-like unless you got a hippie Jesus. A hippie Jesus, right? You got a hippie Jesus. 
He's got love, flowers, and a peace sign for everybody, right? That's not the Jesus of the Bible. Ain't him. Not the guy. Called Herod a fox. You go back in the Old Testament and you'll find that, that God used very severe terms for those who were illegitimate children, like bastard. That's how it should be translated. An illegitimate child. So he, so God uses those things to refer um, to people for particular situations. If you're offended by that, I guess you're offended by Scripture if you even read it. Okay, Just a little thought there as I saw it in the chat. Just want to throw it out. I'm not calling you out by name. Everybody knows who you are, but uh, in the chat at least. Anyway, that's that. Now, here's the thing. I want to pick up something that... <clears throat> I think uh, it was a real gem Brad, Bradley found. He put it in his article yesterday. You can read it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. A short little, little blurb and then the, um, the video. Do you remember the 60 Minutes vaccine fallout from 1976? Sound real familiar? Fraud then, fraud now. You can check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. This is Bradley's uh, article for yesterday. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to take and I'm going to show you several things this morning, okay, and we'll we'll walk through this as to how it should be. Because I think what you're going to see by the time that those of you watching and those of you listening, because you'll be able to, you guys on radio, I know when you play a video, you're going, how are you integrating this with radio? Well, if you listen to what's going on, you'll see this stuff progressing over the, over the years. Okay, because I'm going to give you, at least three instances here. And I'm going to show you, you Trumpites out there, you just hang on, okay? You just hang on because I'm going to show you how Trumpy's in it too, okay? I'm going to show you how he plays along with it too. I'm going to read his own words here from a story just this morning, okay? All right, so here's the first thing. Now, this comes from 60 Minutes. This was when 60 Minutes used to actually do some good reporting, okay? Kind of like, you remember when I was a kid, there was another show, a competitor on, I think it was ABC, 2020. They used to actually do some <clears throat> good reports on that, too. Yeah, I know Geraldo was on there, but they used to actually have some good reporting then. Not so today. But, uh, but here it is. This is from 1976. All right. This is 60 Minutes, and this is on the swine flu. Now, what I want you, I'm going to play it through. What I want you to listen to. And you guys on the radio, it doesn't matter if you see it or not. If you want to see it, jump to sonsoflibertymedia.com, look on the right. But here's the thing. Listen to when he gets in to the CDC guy and how much of a liar this guy is. He is just lying through his lying teeth. Okay? All right, here it is. Here's the uh, 60 Minutes from 1976, the fallout of the swine flu pandemic vaccine. Here it is. And I think it takes a few seconds, so let me just jump ahead here. The flu season is upon us. Which type will we worry about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, 
are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday if this keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The diagnosis? A neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for short. These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home by the movies way, taken some of by that's a friend, up in the new Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died, allegedly as a result of the swine flu shot. In other GBS victims, the crippling effects diminish and all but disappear. But for Judy Roberts, progress back to good health has been painful and partial. Now, I notice that your smile, Judy, is a little bit constricted. Yes, it is. Is it different from what it used to be? Very different. I have uh, a greatly decreased mobility in my lips. And uh, I can't drink through a straw on the right-hand side. I can't blow out birthday candles. Uh, I don't whistle anymore, for which my husband is grateful. It may be a little difficult for you to answer this question, but have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes. The weakness in my hands will stay, and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her husband have filed a claim against the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And the only way to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. An army doctor here sent samples of their throat cultures to the New Jersey Public Health Lab to find out just what kind of bug was going around here. One of those samples was from a private David Lewis who had left his sickbed to go on a forced march. Private Lewis had collapsed on that march, and his sergeant had revived him by mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. But the sergeant showed no signs of illness. A few days later, Private Lewis died. 
if this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, a middle-aged school teacher doesn't have a prayer. The New Jersey lab identified most of those soldiers' throat cultures as the normal kind of flu virus going around that year, but they could not make out what kind of virus was in the culture from the dead soldier and from four others who were sick. So they sent those cultures to the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, for further study. A few days later, they got the verdict, swine flu. But that much publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis, who died, and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sickbed, got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died, I would never have taken a shot. The Okay, let me just interrupt here just a second <clears throat> to make sure you're getting what they're saying. I'm not saying that you're stupid or anything, but there are things that jumped out to me. And that is, you've got this guy, he is sick, they force him to run, and then he dies. The other guys who had whatever he had, they're calling it swine flu, all recovered fine. There's also the issue that his superior used CPR mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on the guy, and the superior did not get sick with his mouth on top of the other guy's mouth. Keep that in mind, because that goes back to other things that we've talked about, about the transmission of viruses. Just want you to remember, this is not today, somebody's spilling it today, this is from 1976, okay? Rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of this is the, the guy from the CDC, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. Listen to that. There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... uh, None confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. This guy, there's a special place in hell for him. A public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Just told you. Therefore, it was up to the CDC to come up with some kind of official consent form, giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. For one guy dying. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed. The scientists developed another vaccine, and that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A. (laughs) Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I I can't say I would have to... uh, It wasn't. I don't know. Well, I would think that you're in charge of the program. I would have to check uh, the records. I haven't uh, looked at this in some time. The information form, the consent form, was also supposed to warn people about any risks of serious complications following the shot. But did it? No, I had never heard of any reactions other than a sore arm, fever, this sort of thing. Judy Roberts' husband, Gene, also took the shot. 
Yes, I looked at that document. I signed it. Nothing on there said I was going to have a heart attack or I'd get Guillain-Barre, which I never heard of. What if people from the government, from the Center for Disease Control, what if they had indeed known about it? What would be your feeling? They should have told us. Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program. No. No one ever did? No. He's lying Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness, apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine? Absolutely. You did? Yes. How'd you know that? By review of the literature. So you told your superiors, the men in charge of the swine flu immunization program, about the possibility of neurological disorders. I mean, folks, for you guys listening, you have to see the difference in the way these men's face faces are different. The first guy from the CDC is blinking. He's looking around. He's fidgeting with his hand. This guy who's talking right now, straightforward, hardly blinks at all. He's looking. If he's lying, he's a really, really, really good liar, if, if you can use the term good in that. He's just as straight-faced as he can in what he's saying. And uh, you can just see the difference in the way both men are reacting when they're asked these questions. Absolutely. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. I've said that Dr. Hatwick had never told me of uh, his feelings on this subject. Uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to um, make that assumption. Then why does this report from your own agency, dated July 1976, Busted. list neurological complications Busted. as a possibility? I think the... Uh, consensus of uh, the scientific community was that the evidence relating neurologic disorders to influenza immunization uh, was such that they did not feel that this association was a real one. Well, hang on you a second. Hold on, hold, on, hold on. This guy just got done telling you he wasn't told anything. Now he's going to tell you why they went around it by saying, oh, oh, I think there was a consensus that this wasn't tied to vaccines. Because, after all, the big pharma pimps are paying us off to push this stuff on the public. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth here, right? Both sides of his mouth. didn't feel it was necessary to tell the American people that information. Uh, I think that uh, over the, the years we have tried to inform the American people as, as fully as possible. As part of informing Americans about the swine flu threat... That's Dr. Sensor's CDC also helped create the advertising to get the public to take the shot. Let me read to you from one of your own agency's memos planning the campaign to urge Americans to take the shot. The swine flu vaccine has been taken by many important persons, he wrote. Example, President Ford, 
Henry Kissinger, Elton John, Muhammad Ali, Mary Tyler Moore, oh, Rudolf Nureyev, Walter Cronkite, Ralph Nader, Edward Kennedy, etc., etc. True? Oh, uh, you're celebrities. I'm not familiar with that particular piece of paper, uh, but I do know that at least of that group, President Ford did take the vaccination. Did you talk to these people beforehand to find out if they planned to take the shot? I did not know. Did anybody? I do not know. Did you get permission to use their names in your campaign? I do not know. Mary, did you take a swine flu shot? No, I did not. Did you give them permission to use your name saying that you had or were going to? Absolutely not. Never did. Did you ask your own doctor about taking the swine flu shot? Yes, and at the time he thought it might be a good idea. Um, but I resisted it because well, I was leery of having the symptoms that sometimes go with that kind of inoculation. So you didn't? No, I didn't. Have you spoken to your doctor since? Yes. And? He's delighted that I didn't take that shot. You're in charge. Somebody's in charge. There are... This is your advertising strategy that I have a copy of here. Who's it signed by? I, and I, I got a question here, just for everybody listening, okay? Hitting off my buttons here. Um, just a, sorry about that. Just a quick question here. Where did we authorize the federal government to be involved in advertising to push their agenda? I mean, they do this stuff all the time. Spend, do, spend American dollars on advertising to push stuff that people don't want in the first place. Like this, this, this thing. Or, or the, the billions they're probably spending uh, to have Michelle Obama tell you how excited her and Barry are to have their little jab. Or anybody else and all this stuff. Where do we authorize that? The answer is we didn't authorize it. It is theft and it is to push the big pharma drug poisons. As I told you yesterday, out of Australia, they referred to the COVID-19 jab as a poison. This one is unsigned. But you, you'll acknowledge that it was your baby, so to speak. It uh, could have been from the uh, Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. It could be from CDC. I don't know. I'll be happy to take uh, responsibility for it. It's been three years now. Since what if that responsibility ends at right. the drop of a rope? Has the federal government, in your estimation, played fair with you about your claim? No, I don't think so. Uh, it seems to be dragging on and on and on, and really no end in sight that I can see at this point. With respect to the cases of Guillaume Barre, allegedly... Former Secretary of H.E.W. Joseph Califano, too, was disturbed that there was no end in sight. So a year and a half ago, he promised that Uncle Sam would cut the bureaucratic red tape for victims suffering from GBS and would pay up quickly. We shouldn't hold them to an impossible or too difficult standard of proving that they were hurt. Even if we pay a few people a few thousand dollars that might not have deserved it, I think justice requires that we promptly pay those people who do deserve it. Who's making the decision to be so hard-nosed about settling? Well, I assume the uh, Justice Department is. Griffin uh, Bell, before he left? Well, the Justice Department agreed to the statement I made. It was cleared word for word uh, with the lawyers in the Justice Department by my HEW lawyers. And that statement said, in effect... That, that statement said that we should pay uh, Guillaume Beret claims without regard to whether the federal government was negligent if they, re if they resulted from the swine flu shot. I think the government knows it's wrong. If it drags out long enough, that people will just give up. 
Let it go. I, I am a little more adamant in my thoughts than my wife is because uh, I asked, told Judy to take the shot. She wasn't going to take it, and uh, she never had had shots. And uh, I'm mad with my government because they knew the facts, but they didn't release those facts because they, if they had released them, the people wouldn't have taken them. And they can come out tomorrow and tell me there's going to be an epidemic and they can drop off like flies next to me. I will not take another shot that my government tells me to take. Meantime, Amen. Judy Roberts and some 4,000 others like her are still waiting for their day in court. And that was 60 Minutes. Now, that's from the 19... That's a dealing with the 1976 uh, influenza shot, okay? And look, I know where Mike Wallace is now, and I get all that, but that was good reporting. That was good reporting, Okay. Now let's let's fast forward a little bit. Okay? Let's move up to the new H1N1, the new swine flu. And where they tried to push this through 10 years ago. Okay? Now this is another bit of not even real reporting. This is uh just some media footage, the Mockingbird media footage, okay? Again, we're, we're changing that. We're, we're not going to call them the mainstream media. They're not mainstream. They're propaganda outlet. They're the Operation Mockingbird Media. That's what we're going to call them, Mockingbird Media. Okay? This is what they put out a decade ago. Okay? And you guys will be watching it on the video platforms. You'll be hearing it on the radio. This is what they put out to try to push it again. Okay? Then I'm going to take you to the document that shows you exactly what they're talking about. Okay? Here it is. Doctors and guess in who's Canada running are being it? told to stay away from a batch of 170,000 swine flu vaccines following six reports of allergic reactions. The vaccine in question was produced by GlaxoSmithKline, which insists none of the other vaccines it has distributed around the world need to be pulled. Analysts say GlaxoSmithKline stands to make more than $2.5 billion in sales in the next six months from the swine flu. And that's before the company introduces its latest product, a protective face mask. The company makes the second biggest selling drug for people who have caught the H1N1 virus and is working on a vaccine. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, is joining us this morning. Dr. Fauci, good morning. Good morning. Here's the what little is your best argument for the vaccine to people who feel that the chances of me or my child getting severely sick from H1N1 is so mild that I'm not willing to take a chance with a vaccine that is brand new and may have long-term side effects that we're not yet aware of? Well, first of all, if you look at what's happening with, the, with this pandemic right now, we're seeing that the susceptibility to not only infection but also to the complications of infection is skewed very much towards young people and pregnant women. Pregnant women have a four to six times greater probability of getting into serious trouble with influenza than people who are, non, who are not pregnant. And if you look at the history of these vaccines... It and also, I add to that, and I insist on repeating that one has to now look this guy at the right total here. experience with a drug or a vaccine. Just so you know, you guys who are watching and you guys who are listening, the guy who, who is uh, testifying here, this is under, uh, it's a deposition, he's under oath, he's considered the godfather of the vaccination program, okay? Over a period of time, not simply what is in the FDA package circular. So are you saying that the we should, instead of relying on clinical data, placebo saline, inert placebo-controlled studies, 
we should just rely on the experience. Well, uh, isn't it true that there's a lot of people out there? In fact, you've, you've said a lot of, uh, used a lot of adjectives for them today so far, who are out there and say that their experience is that vaccines have caused all kinds of serious adverse reactions. You said brand new vaccine. This vaccine is made exactly the same way as we make seasonal flu every year with decades of good safety experience. So what's different about it? Something must be. Health officials around the world had believed swine flu could kill hundreds of thousands, if not millions. They introduced emergency measures and spent in excess of $20 billion on vaccines. France is one country feeling the prick of embarrassment. Officials spent a staggering $1.25 billion buying 94 million doses of H1N1 vaccine. So far, only 5 million have been used. Now the country, like many others that bought big, is trying to sell off surplus stock. Never before the search for traces of a virus was carried out so broadly and intensively. Besides, many cases of death that happened to coincide with seropositive H1N1 lab findings were simply attributed to swine flu and used to foster fear. Were simply attributed to swine flu and used to foster fear. To foster fear. To foster fear to foster fear. But it hasn't been the killer some predicted. In the figure of 12,000 people who die of seasonal flu each year. Dr. Vodag says the H1N1 vaccine was not sufficiently tested and was needlessly exposed to millions of healthy people. Drug maker GlaxoSmithKline have responded by saying... Allegations of undue influence are misguided and unfounded. The WHO declared that H1N1 swine flu met the criteria for a pandemic. Well, the who the is the authority, right? The definition of pandemic. The bots paid for authority. Has unprecedented collaboration. As WHO has stated, legal regulations and numerous safeguards are in place to manage possible conflicts of interest. Once again, as pharmaceutical companies are being accused of hyping up a false pandemic, the Council of Europe is putting the virus on its winter agenda, which is now underway. The COE's head of health also claims the World Health Organization colluded with major drug companies and charged or changed the definition of pandemic. Changed the definition of pandemic. Changed the definition of pandemic. Dr. Wolfgang Vadarg says it ensured maximum profits but no risks for the firms. Now countries like Britain, France, and Germany have stockpiles of vaccines lying unused as infections spread far less than the panic surrounding it. And now let's hear from Dr. Wolfgang Vadarg, who's in Strasbourg. Hello, Dr. Vadarg. What's your evidence that drug firms created a false alarm over swine flu? The WHO has installed a private-public partnership uh, with the pharmaceutical companies uh, some eight years ago. They it's started, called fascism, people. And uh, it seems that the pharmaceutical industry is very, uh, imp- has very successfully influenced the work because they made a lot of profit with two false alarms of the WHO. First, it was the bird's flu alarm, which never happened. Bird's flu did not exist as a disease spread from one human being to the other. And the second now was the swine flu alarm, which was just a normal flu as we experience every year, even milder than most of the years. And nevertheless, they succeeded to make such a big marketing out of it, using scientifics who were at their hand and using uh, our governments, impressing them that they made contracts uh, with marketing commitments, which cost us billions worldwide.
Yes, the WHO had a definition of a pandemic, and a pandemic is something very special, which is a big morbidity with a, and a high mortality. And uh, this was in the de definition before in 2004, 2005. You can read it in the WHO uh, websites and in the papers. And uh, this year, they suddenly dropped those two characteristics. They said nothing about the severeness of the disease, which is spreading, and they said nothing about uh, the mortality. Which is, uh, if, which is very uh, essential for such a definition. And as the WHO was at the trigger to give the alarm for all which was prepared before the WHO... Uh, Any of this look familiar? This is a decade ago, folks. Taking this, uh, the temperature case. on the they forehead, even putting the mask on. That there may be a second wave. That you need there may the be vax. a second wave. That there may be a second wave although some other institutions already had found out and had documented that, for instance, in Australia, where the winter is long over, there has been none, and there is no scientific evidence for a second wave, so they continue selling their drugs, and WHO helps them, and some national institutes do this too. And it is irresponsible, it's unresponsible, because people are vaccinated without and needlessly and it makes a damage to people. There may be side effects, and it costs a lot of money, but uh, I think the side effects and the giving children to vaccination, which is not necessary, when it's even not proved that the vaccinations of children help something, Amen. and the vaccines are not tested with children. So there's so many things happening, and WHO is just covering all this and saying this is a good thing. It's incredible what's happening. The money's good. That's why. That's why they're doing it. The money's good. WHO isn't elected by the people to represent them. Why? Because government has no business in this area at all. It won't even do the job that we elected them to do. We gave them specific authorities in the federal government. They will not stay with it. In fact, they won't do those. How many administrations have said, we need money for infrastructure? You give them money for infrastructure. Do they get it done? Nope. Still out there. That's why Joe Biden's still talking about, oh, we need some money for infrastructure. You send them there to do a job. You say it's very specific. It's only a few pages long, the total thing. And you guys can't stay in that. You have to be trying to do everything and anything other than what you're sent there for. You're not a faithful man. You're not a faithful woman. You know, and Jesus gave us the, 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 the parable where he talked about the parable of the talents. And the one who was, you had, you had the guy who had five, he was given ten. And he had, you went on down to the guy who took his talent and just buried it in the, in the ground. And the Lord said, take it from him, give it to the guy who has ten. And cast this guy over here into outer darkness where there is gnashing of teeth, where there is wailing. Get rid of this guy. He's unfaithful. He's unprofitable. And this is what we have. We have unprofitable representatives. That's why we call them politicians. They're not statesmen. They're not doing what they're authorized to do. And they're funding this stuff. In fact, you saw Dr. Fauci in all of this, right? And Dr. Fauci, the interesting thing here, is that Dr. Fauci has something like a thousand patents and he's the director here for the NIH. You don't think there's a conflict of interest with this guy? I'm telling you, I don't know how to say it a nice way. These people, 
for the sake of money and power, are willing to put your life on the line. They are willing to lie to you. They are willing to steal your money to advertise and propagandize you. There's no nice way to say it. These people are involved in premeditated murder. There's just no nice... They can't not know. They can't not know. Many of them are open in saying they are on the depopulation train, which is nothing more than murder. It's a planned murder of billions of people. Now, I I don't know about you. My Bible has a remedy for that, and it ain't a prison cell. In fact, it isn't even a piece of rope. You have a rock party with people like this. Okay? They don't get to breathe. They don't get to eat. They get to be put off the planet before the just judge of all the earth. But we play with them, don't we? The conservative talking heads talk about how corrupt they are and they like to blow up how... They are corrupt. What's the remedy for that corruption? You won't hear conservative talking heads tell you about it. You won't hear them say what God said ought to be happening to people who engage in this kind of behavior. Nope, they're too nice for that. They're like our friend who was in earlier who says, You call names. Must not be very Christ-like to talk about the death penalty for people who are, who are psychopaths who have seared their conscience that for, for some dishonest gain... They're willing to allow millions of people to be injured or killed in the process. I guess those people aren't reading their Bibles either. Still following hippie Jesus. Now, let's go here. This, this came out right around all the reports I just played for you, okay, a decade ago. This is in a Rockefeller document. Now, I've done a show on this. Um... The paper is called Global Business Network's report titled Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development for Your Review. Okay? Let me read to you what's in here. Okay? This is under Operation Lockstep. A world of tighter, top-down government, in other words, tyranny, heavy-handed, militarized government control, and more authoritarian leadership. They're not even they're not even trying to, to couch this in liberty sounding language. They're just right out there. With limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. Now I want you to pay attention. This is from 2012. Or this is what they're writing here for 2012. In 2012, the pandemic that the world had been anticipating for years finally hit. Unlike 2009's H1N1, this new influenza strain originating from wild geese. Okay. (laughs) Again, we've heard the testimony. This stuff doesn't jump from the animals into the people. This stuff is manufactured. This is why they have patents on them. You can't patent what is in nature. Okay? The reason for the patent is because they are weaponizing anything. Okay? If, If that's even what they're using. It's weaponized. Okay? It was extremely, uh, extremely virulent and deadly. Even the most pandemic-prepared nations were quickly overwhelmed when the virus streaked around the world. It took off its clothes and it streaked around the world. The virus did. The invisible virus, so you didn't see it naked, right? 
infecting nearly 20% of the global population and killing 8 million in just seven months, the majority of them healthy young adults. The pandemic also had a deadly effect on economies. International mobility of both people and goods screeched to a halt, debilitating industries like tourism and breaking global supply chains. Funny, I never knew anything about it in 2012, to tell you the truth. I, I just didn't affect my life at all. But apparently it was streaking around the world, killing young adults like myself at the time. It also, even locally, normal, normally bustling shops and office buildings sat empty for months, devoid of both employees and customers. The pandemic blanketed the planet. Though disproportionate numbers died in Africa, Southeast Asia, and Central America, where the virus spread like wildfire in the absence of official containment protocols. Also, I'll make note that uh, Bill Gates was you know, down there distributing his vaccine, which was killing more little girls than the disease that they were injecting them for. Just thought you'd want to know that. The, the person really killing children is Bill Gates. It's not anti-vaxxers. It's Bill Gates and his cronies that he's working with, his fascist cronies. But even in developed countries, containment was a challenge. Now listen to this real This is exactly what we're seeing, what we've seen over the past year. The United States' initial policy of strong discouraging citizens from flying proved deadly in its leniency, accelerating the spread of the virus, not just within the U.S., but across borders. Yes, sure it did. However, a few countries did fare better. China in particular, the Chinese government's quick imposition and enforcement of mandatory quarantine for all citizens, you will do what we say, as well as its instant and near-hermetic sealing off of all borders saved millions of lives. As if they care. This, was a, this is a communist country that wants the one-child policy that will kill any children who are more than one to the family or take them away. But they care about health and safety. Right, yeah. Of their father the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not to spare life, but to destroy it. Okay, keep that in mind. Stopping the spread of the virus far earlier than in other countries and enabling a swifter post-pandemic recovery. Now, that's just, you can, I'll have this linked up. You can read the document yourself. Um, We've covered where they have begun to deceive the public in a campaign, not just with advertising, but with but within the things that we watch. If you remember, I played you um, the brief clip. It's about six or seven minutes long. It's been removed. I had to go find it, find it again. But uh, if you go to the 2012 Olympics, the opening ceremony, the predictive programming for COVID-19, it's right there. I mean, seriously, you couldn't write that stuff to try to put that in, guessing what's coming, or even not guessing what's coming. Maybe you're just you're just writing a story. And all of the stuff that's in this video, not come out, that's in here. The doctors, the nurses, the children, the quote-unquote virus, the 5G masks, all this stuff. And people watching it at the time, I can remember. I actually remember watching some of the Olympics here. Because I like the Winter Olympics, and uh, especially, but um, you know, I, I I remember watching this and going, "What in the world are these people?" It was the most bizarre thing that I had seen in my life. 
and yet they're setting it up. They've had it in the movies. They've had it in television series where they prep the people to keep looking for these deadly, invisible boogeymen that's going to come out. Look, the fact of the matter is all men die. One out of one people die. We do. Do we want to live as long as we can? Yes. Do we want God's promise that he will bless us if we honor our mother and father and live long in the land that God has given us? Yes. Everybody wants to live. The fact of the matter is all of us will die. It is not government's job to keep us from dying. It is government's job to protect our liberty and to punish evildoers. The sad reality is now our government is made up largely of evildoers who want to punish those who do good. The exact opposite of what Paul prescribed by the Holy Spirit in Romans 13. They're doing the opposite. And then you've got knuckleheads. That's for the guy who thinks that uh, uh, name-calling is a problem. You've got knuckleheads in the pulpits, men without the Spirit of God, who are taking and going to Romans 13 and say, you need to submit to everything the tyrants tell you to submit to. Put a mask on. Wear a double diaper. Get the jab. Social distance. It's funny how that works at the airport too, isn't it? They want you six feet apart, have your mask on, then they're going to cram you into this little tube with people at your elbows for a two or three, four hour flight or longer, depending on where you're flying. Do you see the illogic there? And I use the term illogic because the Bible tells us that Jesus, John chapter 1, the Word was God, right? And I've told you that term word is the Greek word where we get our word logic. Jesus is the logic. If it is logical, you're thinking God's thoughts after him. If it's actually logical. These people are not logical. They're illogical. They're of their father, the devil. God is not the author of confusion, the Bible tells us. Why is this so easy to see? It's so easy my kids see it. They laugh at people who put a mask on to go out into public. They laugh at the ridiculous amount of propaganda that they don't even, some of them don't even understand all of what's going on there, but they laugh at it going, everything's COVID, everything's COVID, everything's COVID. And they just start laughing. And I go, yeah, it's really stupid. You listen to Bradley's show and they come on in with their advertisements or they come on the top of the headlines news. Everything is COVID. Let me take you over to a couple of things. And I meant to bring a couple of stories up. You know, Bill Gates wanted to use mosquitoes. He was okay with using mosquitoes, genetically modified organism mosquitoes, to deliver the vaccine to people without their knowledge. Now, guess what's happening? His GMO mosquitoes that he's been back, these biotech mosquitoes, are to be released in the state of Florida. In the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis, the guy who's being built up for 2024, that corrupt individual, he's corrupt too, guys, is... They're, they're, they're all on board with this. Yeah, yeah we're going to do that. 
had a guy on that used to do the mosquito control for the police department. I said, you guys had had mosquito control? The police did that? Yeah, it was a big old section. He had tremendous pictures over that. Now they're going to do that. Okay? And they forget the fact that, well, let me let me get to this because I only got a couple of minutes. You say, well, this is Biden's doing. He, he won't do this, and he won't give Trump the credit for this, and he's trying to push these things, blah, 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 blah. Listen, here, here's, here's Donald Trump, okay? Note, this was posted 20 hours ago, right? He's on with this chick uh, from Fox Business News. She's all right. Uh, Maria Bartiromo, I guess that's how you pronounce her name. I don't, I don't watch any of it, okay? She says... You see how they're blaming you on everything, and they do not attribute the successes that you had to your administration. How do you feel about that? Trump said it was ridiculous. Obviously, they're very ungracious people. I did the vaccine. They like to take the vaccine, but even... There they don't. They don't take the vaccine. They like to fake that they take the vaccine. But even the fake news isn't giving them credit for, for that. We did the vaccine. Saved tens of millions of lives throughout the world by coming up with a vaccine. If I, were pre- if I weren't president, vaccine, you, you wouldn't have a vaccine for five years. Three to five years would be the minimum. I got it done in less than nine months, and that's only because of me. And you know what? The 3,005 people, and now it's more, who have died following those vaccines, guess what, Donald? You own that too. And you own the 100,000 in America. This is just in America. You own the 100,000 that have been injured by that vaccine. Oh, and and by the way, you own the six or 7,000 who have died in Europe from that vaccine. Oh, oh, and you own the hundreds of thousands in Europe who have been injured by that vaccine. But you don't want that, do you, Donald? The Trumpites don't want to hear that. You see, they're both doing it. The right and the left. This is why God, I'm telling you, He had it spot on. You don't look to the right or the left. You stick to the commands that I've given you. Joshua 1.7 Stick to my law. And my law says, life of the flesh is in the blood. Don't be mixing that stuff up. This is where they're attacking you, folks. God has given us everything for life and godliness, Peter says. He, for godliness and holiness, He has given us His Son, the Lord Jesus. He has given us of His Holy Spirit. He has given us uh, those who have been equipped and gifted in the church to teach us. And then he's given us things for life. The Bible tells us, Genesis chapter 1, what we're to eat. It lays it right out in front of us. And even when it comes to the source of meat, God said, eat this, don't eat that. He's given us these things that we might be a healthy instrument in his hand for his glory. And what have men done? No, we think we know better. We'll follow the sorcery line. Thank you very much. Guys, 23 hours are going to, not 23, at 8 a.m. tomorrow, so 24, no, is that right? 25. 25 hours, we'll be back with you. Dr. Corbett's not going to be with us, but I do understand Dee's going to be with us, along with Kate, and I think we're going to be talking cannabis oil, so join us then. See you.